Welcome to episode number 22 of In the Word with Mel Bennett, a study of scripture passages from the Word of God. My name is Steve Webb, and we're so glad you're with us today. Pastor Bennett will be continuing his series today entitled Seven Steps to the Spiritual Life. He has already covered steps one through three, so today he'll talk about step four. He'll be teaching from Matthew 16, 24. Do you have your Bible? Let's join Pastor Mel Bennett. Pastor Thank you, Steve. Once again, today we're going to deal with seven steps to a spiritual life, and we're on the number three in this series and the fourth step, which is self-denial. And I invite you to turn with me to the book of Matthew, the 16th chapter, the 24th verse, and we'll read these words. Then said Jesus to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So far in these podcasts, we have dealt with the first three steps to a spiritual life. They are faith, obedience, and consecration. Let's move on to number four now, self-denial. First, I think I would like to say we're not talking about self-discipline, but self-denial, or putting Christ first in our lives. Jesus said in in the word here, if anyone desires to come after me, or to be my disciple. Now this discourse was intended to show Peter and the rest of the disciples the nature of Christ's kingdom, and that the honor that comes from the world was not to be expected by those who followed Christ. Jesus then lays out some principles for the Christian life. These are principles which should be followed by every believer today, I believe. They are, number one, to have a sincere desire to belong to Christ. Jesus said, if any man is willing to be my disciple, and so on. Notice Jesus was says willing, indicating there is a strong desire. The true follower of Christ must have a strong desire above all else to be his disciple, to go and to do his will. Nothing less will qualify us to be his disciple. The question follows, Do you have a sincere desire to belong to Christ? If you answer yes, then you are ready to follow for principle number two. Number two is to renounce self-dependence and self-pursuits. He says, let him deny himself. We are taught the path of self-dependence from the early age today. Now, don't misunderstand me. We need to be able to believe we can do good. But the difference between a Christian and the unbeliever is simply trust in Christ, from whom he draws the strength and ability. He realizes that his capabilities come from the Lord, and therefore he is willing to renounce himself and give Jesus first place in his life. Now comes the really hard part. Point number three, he needs to embrace the conditions which God has appointed and bear the trouble and difficulties he may meet with in walking the Christian road. Let me repeat that because we need to get it. He needs to embrace the condition which God has appointed and bear the trouble 
and difficulties he may meet with in walking the Christian road. Jesus said, let him take up his cross. There are many which teach and believe that once you accept Jesus as your Savior, all is easy and the difficulties of life are over. That's just not what Jesus taught. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. Why would he say such a thing? Because he knew that we were in a war. And if you're in a battle with the enemy, the enemy is out to defeat you. But remember, he also told us that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. With this in mind, we can willingly take up our cross and follow him. This leads us to point number four, and that is to imitate Jesus and to do and suffer all in his spirit. Let him follow me, he says. Let him deny himself. May well be interpreted Let him deny or renounce himself fully in all aspects or respects of life. A follower of Christ will need to observe this in its greatest meanings in order to be happy here and glorious in the world to come. It seems that Christ followed the system of the Jewish principles, qualities which he required in his followers. The first condition of a proselyte among the Jews was that he that came to embrace their religion should come voluntarily and that neither force nor influence should be used. This is also the first condition required by Jesus in which he considers the foundation of everything else that we do. And so he says, if any man be willing to come after me, he must come willingly, voluntarily, without force and without any intimidation whatsoever. The second condition required The Jewish proselyte was this, that he should renounce all his prejudices, his errors, his idolatry, and everything that concerned his false religion, and that he should entirely separate himself from his most intimate friends and acquaintances. It was on this grounds that the Jews called the proselyte to new birth. Our Lord requires men to be born again by the Holy Spirit. This our Lord included in this word. And so Jesus says, let him renounce himself and follow me. Put everything, lay everything aside, friendships, all things are laid aside for the cause of Jesus Christ. Thank God we live in a world today which doesn't require much of us, it doesn't seem like, but God doesn't change. He is still requiring the same yesterday, today, and forever. The third condition on which a person was admitted into the Jewish church as a proselyte was that he should submit to the yoke of the Jewish law and bear patiently the inconveniences and sufferings with which a profession of the Mosaic religion was accompanied. Christ requires the same conditions, but instead of the yoke of the law, he brings in his own doctrine, which he calls his yoke and his cross the taking up of which not only implies a bold profession of Christ crucified, but also a cheerful submitting to all the suffering and persecutions to which he might be exposed, and even to death itself. The fourth condition was this, that they should solemnly engage to continue in the Jewish religion faithful even unto death. The condition Christ also requires when he says, let him follow me, 
I think it would be wise to simply consider the closing verses of the passage of Scripture before we move on. Look at Matthew sixteen twenty-five through 27. For whosoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whosoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. What a wonderful passage of Scripture that is. What a challenging passage of Scripture it is. Something for each of us to think about. Let's move on to the next step in the growth of our Christian experience and our Christian life. 1 Peter 5, verses 5 and 6 tell us that submissive humility is the next challenge. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Likewise, you younger. Many theologians believe that this refers to the people at large who are called to obey them that have the rule over them in the Lord. He says, be submissive one to another or be subject one to another. Strive to serve each other. Let the leaders strive to serve the people and the people the leaders and let there be no contention, but seek who shall do most to oblige and profit all the rest. I remember when I was pastoring in my first church, or actually the second church in North Dakota, and I was of of the opinion that the people were there to serve me, I guess. Anyway, our district superintendent took me aside one day and sat down and talked with me, and he said, remember this, Mel. Always remember that you're called upon to serve the people, and as you do your part, they'll do their part. Oh, what a great lesson that was for me. Now, Jesus says, be clothed with humility. To be clothed with thing is a Greek method of speech for being that thing with which a man is clothed. Jesus is saying, be truly humble and let your outward life and conduct be a proof of the humility of your hearts. Humility here may then signify the outward garment worn by servants, slaves, and shepherds which was intended to be the guard of their other garments. The apostle calls upon Christians to be subject to each other. He desires them to put on humility as a servant's dress that they may be ready to serve. The next words seem to prove this. God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. The proud with all their ornaments, God resists, while those who are clothed with the humble garments he adorns. In verse 6 he says, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Here is God's promise. He will take care of you in your future. We at times think that it is our job to exalt ourselves, but we learn a great lesson in spiritual growth when we learn humility and let go and let God. Always remember, God's timing is not our timing. Sometimes he is waiting for growth in an area of our life that we are not aware of. 
the scripture says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That, my friend, is true spiritual growth. William Williams was born in 1777 and died in 1791. About 1745, he wrote the hymn, Guide me, O thou great Jehovah. William Williams was a leader in the Welsh Methodist movement as well as a prolific writer. He wrote many legal and religious books. He wrote hymns as well, and poetry and prose. The hymn, Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah, was probably his best known. Listen to the words of that great song. Guide me, O Thou Great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak, but Thou art mighty. Hold me with Thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Feed me till I want no more. Open now this crystal fountain, whence the healing streams doth flow. Let the fire and cloudy pillar lead me all my journey through. Strong deliver, strong deliver, be thou still my strength and guide, be thou still my strength and guide. When I tread the verge of Jordan, bid my anxious fears subside. Death, O oh, death, and hell's destruction, land me safe on Canaan's side. Songs of praises, songs of praises, I will give to thee, I will ever give to thee. Join with me in a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have provided for us these principles of spiritual growth, that, Lord, you ask us to be willing and faithful servants of God, to follow you in the path of submissive humility and also self-denial. Oh, God, teach us the joy of following you 100% all of the way, to renounce ourselves, to lay aside our desires, our privileges, our wants, and our wishes, and only wish what you want for our lives. Grant this, we pray, in Jesus' name. And then, Lord, we pray for the man or the woman who may be listening to this podcast today, but has never received you as their personal Savior. Oh, God, help them to open their heart and receive you even now. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Take control. Be the supreme commander of all that I do and all that I say and I'll give you the praise. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Denying oneself for Christ is a sacrifice worth making if, in the process, we gain eternity, don't you think? Hallelujah. Feel free to write Pastor Bennett at lifespringmedia.com. Let him know your thoughts. Thank you for being with us today. Until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.